Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. I'm excited for another episode of Living Scent. It's It's been sort of fun. I went back and listened to a couple of these episodes. I'm like, oh, this is, like, I'm so glad we're doing this. And Do you get weirded out by hearing your own no, voice? No, I actually sort of like hearing my own voice. Most of us yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what I love, though, is hearing the just the content that everyone was sharing and thinking through. I'm so glad that there's a way for us to talk about what it means to live scent and just to mm-hmm. reinforce and think through again how to be disciples, how to be followers of Jesus, and how to help other people be followers right. of Jesus. That, that's what I really get excited about. I had a conversation with a guy on Sunday at the baptisms who is not an MC leader, who is not an apprentice, but somehow, he, got, he just got baptized. He somehow found the podcast, and Uh-oh. he's been listening to it. Okay. And it's been helpful for yeah, him. Yeah, that's great. Which I yeah. just thought was amazing. Yep. So it's fun to be doing this again. Yep. And uh, in the room, we've got some some VIPs. Jason is playing co-host today. How's Hello, it going? Hello, everybody. Yeah, you, yeah. And uh, we also have Angela Yee here joining us today. How are you doing, Angela? Great. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for being a part. And uh, Vicky is making everything happen, pressing all the buttons, keeping the recording going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, today, we're going to continue talking about how to enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture, and really even thinking about like some important things, like what's the core of the mission mm-hmm. of Resonate Church? Mm-hmm. So Jason, mm-hmm. what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we're actually going to be talking about how our story, God wants to use our story to make an impact on someone else, and that the things that happen in our lives are not just for us, but God actually wants to use them to be a blessing and have an impact on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we were talking about how to name this and saying maybe like steward your story, Mm -hmm. right? Thinking Mm -hmm. of like, oh, there's all these people and all these MCs, Mm -hmm. and God actually like has been at work in all of their lives for a purpose, yeah, and has them where He wants them. I think that's a great. I think that's actually a really great way to put it because God has given you given you your story, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and He's given you your story on purpose for a reason. Yep. Yeah, and I'm I'm hesitating as much as I can to not rhyme with your story, his glory, but <laughs> I just did, okay. so there we go. <laughs> we have an edit button. So, no. Yeah, and um, I was just thinking about how that is really truly God's story mm-hmm. that he puts in our lives, that mm-hmm. he's written in our lives that we get to share for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. and that was part, you and I were having a conversation earlier today, mm-hmm. and I loved your perspective, Angela, where you were saying, Oh, it's like he's the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. It's actually his, it's his story. Mm-hmm. So it's not if we're stewarding the stories. It's like God's given us a story, mm-hmm. but it's really a story about Him, right? Yeah. So just to start us off, what are some things that keep us from engaging and sharing our story or sharing our faith? What do you think? Well, I know for me, I think that my story is not interesting. Okay. Mm. And yeah. and the and which is sounds weird because I love telling stories. <laughs> and I love talking about myself. <laughs> I mean, thank you for being honest. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but what probably keeps me though from sharing a story that has any kind of depth or meaning is the thought this nobody's going to care about this. Mm. This is not going to have impact. This is meaningless. Yeah. And so yeah. It trips me up. Yeah. yeah. I felt the same way about my story. I thought my story was really boring, Mm. Mm. you know, and that was just like so much 
me making myself the hero rather than Jesus, you know? Um, but then when my story did get interesting, then I was ashamed of it. So then I didn't want to share it. Okay. Oh, wow. Right? Again, yeah. because I was the, the focus rather than Jesus being my wow. hero. Um, and I've definitely grown through that. And many of you have heard my story. Um, and it just shows that God can take something very, very broken and make yeah. something beautiful out of it. Why? Why? Now, you said something interesting because I feel like you just like gave two sides to a coin there. So mm-hmm. why? Why? And I've heard other people talk about how they feel like their story is boring. And you shared it's because we've made ourselves the hero. But like, what are some of those reasons that you have heard people say that their their story is boring? Because it's not as interesting as a person who was like had this horrible past and then they mm-hmm. saved Jesus yeah. and their life was completely Light changed. Light shone down from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And my story was just, I was a good kid and I was a good church kid yeah. all my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I feel like a lot of church kids have that complex mm-hmm. that I have nothing to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think what's missing in that story is that I think that my goodness is what makes me good wow. versus I was never good to start with mm-hmm. and it was... Um, Jesus saving me from a wretchedness that I didn't acknowledge mm-hmm. or admit because I thought I was a good kid. Right. And yeah. so just as I see the, saw the gospel and understood it more, I began to realize that, no, there was nothing good in me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a miracle that I'm actually following him. Right. Because the goodness that I thought was good was just never good enough. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's maybe a part of the, the way that I was raised to think about sharing my faith was that I had to prepare my story in a way where it was this neat and tidy little thing in a bow that I could present to someone. And it was so perfect that it would anyone upon hearing it would go, I want to receive Jesus as my savior. Yeah. And so it had to have like just the right amount of drama and not be too long and end with a great resolution where everything's perfect now. Yeah. Uh, but the subtle thing underneath all that was I, I had to be the hero of the yeah. story or like, look, I received Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. there's even a part of it where the onus was on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, okay, so I mean, I was a church. Do we have three church kids here? Yeah, I okay. Think we do. So I, so I did like the opposite though. So when I would tell my story, I would find any any little uh, foothold of excitement, at least excitement in my mind. Yeah, uh, and embellish it. Yeah, and just go over the top because, like you said, Angela, I felt like my experience was so boring and neat and tidy. Based on myself, based on you know my own uh, works and judgment, that I needed to embellish in order to get people to pay attention and even care. Yeah. Which the obvious flaw in that is you've made it all about you, mm-hmm. and that you're like you said, I'm the hero of the story, so I need to impress you that I'm a good hero. Yeah. So what would you share about like common fears people have that keeps them from talking about what Jesus has done in their life? I think it's getting it all right. Okay. Like, am I telling the gospel in the right way? Am I being mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. And then also feeling the responsibility of the outcome. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. I have to save them. Yeah. 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 Like, if they come to Christ or not is based on how well I share in this moment. So mm-hmm. we're, we're unintentionally putting the emphasis on what we do. Like, it's our brilliance yes. or, or our... The, the powerfulness of our story. We're the hero. Yeah, we're the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a big one too, the 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 outcome where and that comes from this this thought or this belief, I think, that where 
people are going to get saved if I do the right work. Right. Yeah. If I have it, if I have my presentation together, mm-hmm. and if I shoot, if I don't have it all together, yeah. if I don't speak it well enough, if I don't say it well enough, then this person's going to go to hell for yeah. all eternity because of me. Yeah. And again, yeah, no one can bear that. <laughs> no one can bear that. Yeah. But again, you like the the flaw is so in the moment right now. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. One of my mentors when I was a young man, like in my 20s, um, I was working as a pastoral assistant, and the pastor that I got to assist had been in ministry for 50 years. Wow. And he would tell me stories all the time. He told the time when he went to a prison with a farmer. He just brought a farmer with him, uneducated farmer, nice guy from the church, and they went to visit an inmate in this prison. And the pastor, my mentor, was saying he was having this amazing conversation and like drawing out like this person's like ready. He was like sharing the gospel in such a brilliant way. Um, but the inmate wasn't really responding at all. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, the farmer who was with him just quoted a psalm. He just said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And the pastor thought, he was like, what? Like, that was out of left field? That doesn't make sense. It has nothing to do. I've been doing such a good job of sharing my faith, sharing the gospel with this guy. But when the farmer said that one phrase, out of context, that the, the inmate started crying and and... Like actually, like that unlocked his story, and and so it's like the the pastor was thinking, oh, I've got all the answers, and I've got the right way to do it. But it was actually, it was like something that God was doing. It was totally God, not anything of us. You know? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, um, what what do you think um, goes wrong sometimes? Like when when we're sort of that self focused, where can that go wrong if we're trying to do evangelism, but the the it's it's like a little bit too much about us. Well, I think that um, there was certainly, I remember in a high school youth group back in the mid-90s, and it seemed as though there was some sort of, uh, pecking order is not the right word, but some sort of, um, the people who had the most respect at youth group, or had at least some respect in youth group, had some level of spiritual respect, were the people that just were always sharing the gospel and even had like gotten people saved. Yeah. And so there's this there's this thing where almost again it, it goes back to the that fatal flaw, but it goes back to seeing yourself as the way that people come to salvation mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and so you'd look at some people, and we would, I remember, we would say, oh, that person's just such an evangelist, because look how many people they've saved. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. It, yeah. Wait, wait, who's who's yeah. doing wait, the work here? Who did the work there? How do you save people? You know. Because I thought only Jesus did mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think part, part of the fears that I had was that I wouldn't have all the answers. Yeah. So I would be mm. afraid to engage in a spiritual conversation because I didn't know what they were going to ask. And yeah. if I didn't know the answers, then I didn't know what I was talking about. Sure. And so mm-hmm. it was this fear of engaging in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also it's um, what if they did become saved? Now what am I going to do with them? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And telling your story is so subjective because if you're preparing like the, 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 the four um, – the four spiritual laws. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that? Like, mm-hmm. so you prepare based on the material that's in those four spiritual laws. 
and boom. Mm -hmm. When you're sharing your story, there's so so much sub subjectivity that people can ask questions about details in your story that you didn't even think about before, yeah. and now you're you're backed up against a corner and you don't know how to respond. Yeah. And so again, it's having having all of the answers to when people say, "Well, how come you did this or why did you do that?" and you know, "How did God work in your life there?" Mm -hmm. um, and that fear is crippling mm -hmm. and paralyzing. Yeah. So I'm uh, thinking each of us have been small group leaders, MC leaders. What are ways that you've, you think are helpful for MC members? Like if you were going to try to set them free and help them to be able to engage in this way, what, what would you say to them? So one of the things that we do at RMC is at the beginning of each session, we share our stories just so that everybody gets to know each other. Yeah. And um, I, often tell, I often tell them to prepare their story. So I'll give them a guideline, like talk about life before you knew Jesus and then when you meet Jesus and what was it about Jesus that attracted you and what does life look like now? Hmm. And I, have, I encourage them to have like a, 30 second elevator speech yeah, yeah. and then a three minute version of that and then a 10 minute version that's the version they should share with us and MC um, and to have it ready in their back pocket because you don't know who you're going to be talking to yeah. that's great and you may be having conversations in the grocery store or you know just someone from school your kids your kids uh, parents and so for them to be able to have their story already prepared then they can easily share their story um, at whatever level they need to share yeah. it at. I love that because I think sometimes people, we don't really know what our story is or we don't think in terms of like even how to tell a story. And so to take the time in MCs where we're, we're actually, sh we're, we're sort of getting two goals at the same time. One is we're sharing in a vulnerable way who we are mm -hmm. with other people so we can be known and be a part of a community. But at the same time, you're you're helping your MC to go, like this is how I share about what Jesus has done in my life, and I'm practicing by sharing it in community. Yeah. Yeah, and as they grow, even my story has changed focus mm -hmm. from me <laughs> being the hero yeah. to seeing more of Jesus being the hero and the work that He's doing and the transformation that's happening yeah. because of who I see Him to be. Yeah, and so. Even that, it's like, go back and read about your story every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so good. And thinking, too, about, like, if we're subtly thinking it should be showing, like, that we're good or we did it right, then we have to, we feel the insecurity, like, mm -hmm. maybe my story isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Or we're, we're just subtly, we're not able to be real enough to show our brokenness. Yeah. You know, like, the self-focus makes it so it's actually... Um, the, the story lacks power. But if Jesus is the hero, that's where we can be like, and this is where I was really not believing the gospel, or this is what, where, you know, where I'm, I'm not what I should be. And then that gives the space for Jesus to be the one mm -hmm. that, that we're drawing attention to him. Mm -hmm. Our story is actually about his story. What do you guys do? I think this might be helpful. Um, what do you guys do after you share part of your story? Mm. And, and you've made Jesus the hero. I mean, you've, we've not minced words here, and you've made it all about Jesus. And then people afterwards, whether in the moment or afterwards, just they, they thank you, they show appreciation. Yeah. Um, I know that sometimes people get really awkward mm -hmm. with that mm. because they feel like if they say thank you or anything like that, that it's taking away the emphasis on Jesus. Mm. But... Um, what what do you guys? How do you guys respond when when you share um, when you share your story? 
Yeah. Well, I, I think um, if I were trying to help MC members, I would want them to know, like, God's going to open up opportunities wherever you are. Like, it, it, it might not be that you set out with the goal, I'm going to share the gospel with my friend, and so I'm setting up this moment to do this, and I, like, have this agenda, and it, I'm going to say to my friend, okay, now please listen while I evangelize, and then I, like, share all <laughs> the things that I've prepared. That's not, that's not how it, I think... Um, I think it more happens in the context of real friendships. Mm-hmm. If I were equipping my MC members, I'd say, who are your friends with? And, and what are the conversations that you're already having with them? Mm-hmm. And um, I'd also encourage them not to feel like they have to share the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like not, to, not to feel like I have to, you have to share all of your story. Um, you have to share everything about Jesus. You have to share five different Bible verses, and they, they have to have a complete theolo- the systematic theology ready, you know, from that because they've heard it all. Um, I I think that it's just in real conversations with people and moments. So I've had many times people say to me, "Oh, you're such a good person," or "Oh, you're so kind," hmm. and I never waste that chance to say, "Oh, no, I'm not." Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm actually really selfish, but someone's been really kind to me. And I leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, I see like a perplexed look on their face. They're like, hmm. And, but what I'm doing is I'm sharing in like two sentences mm-hmm. a story. Sure. And people are like, like the response that they get is, I don't think they usually say thank you, but they're like, I'm really surprised by that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then that either we yeah. switch subjects or move forward. But, um, yeah, I, I think the if if we could do better at resonate, I want to equip people in how to say little bits of gospel truth yeah. in any and every situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And and then if someone is like, that's really refreshing or that's really encouraging, I'll say I would want someone to reply. I, I know it's amazing. I can't get over the fact that he loves me like this. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's just we we never make it about us. You know, yeah. well, yes, I am pretty awesome. That I need forgiveness a lot. Like, yeah. what, how would that make you awesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To answer your question, Jason, I was thinking um, if it's in like an, an MC setting, mm-hmm. um, I usually have a chance for people to ask questions of the person who just shared so then we can have clarifying questions. Um, Yeah. And of course we're really appreciative that they are vulnerable and transparent. Mm -hmm. Um, But I recently had lunch with a a non-believing friend and she was asking something and I just shared parts of my story with her and she was, you know, perplexed look on her face. Mm -hmm. And then I just asked her a question like, you know, like what is, like, where are you spiritually? Yeah. And what did you think about that? And so mm. then we had a conversation. So yeah. I didn't have to share my entire story. I didn't have to give her, like, the A through Z of the gospel. I could just share a part of my story that she was asking about, and it just continued conversation. So, you know, we have had a friendship for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and we're still talking our stories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, you're sharing. Then you use that as an opportunity to, like, turn it back to them and, mm-hmm. and to listen. Mm-hmm. let them engage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well it's quite a contrast because so much in our so much in our culture in media and entertainment everything is about self everything is about look at me and trying to create I mean even if you take social media it's 
trying to create a fantasy of who I want you to think that I am. Whereas, yeah, you know, so my, I mean, look at the words of Paul in in Galatians and in so many other places where he just gets straight up honest and calls himself the chief of sinners, or he just talks about his own failures. And it's and and it's it's amazing too when somebody in the media or in the public eye actually shows humility yeah. and vulnerability mm-hmm. and it's so refreshing yeah. and the world doesn't know what to do with it. That's right. Yeah. They are perplexed, you yeah. know, when a quarterback owns all the fault in a game or a coach or mm-hmm. when somebody says it's all my fault yeah. and and people don't they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something when we share vulnerability and our who we really are, it has a deep impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you, how do we define vulnerability? Like if you were going to set up your MC and you went like, guys, let's be vulnerable. What would you tell them that it was? Yeah, that's a word we yeah. use all the time, huh? Yeah. It's kind of a buzzword around here yeah. for sure. Yeah. When you're wanting vulnerability in your MC, what yeah. are you wanting? I think just people being real. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, in all honesty, I don't think that there's ever a moment in my life when I'm not thinking about myself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So even to be able to be (laughs) honest about that, you know, is being vulnerable. And then, um, you know, my, my whole life I grew up just look, trying to look perfect. Right. And so I would speak half, half my story because I wanted to hide the ugly half. Right. And, um, or the other thing I do a lot is I have to fix it all before I can tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think being vulnerable is I'm in the mess. This is what's happening right now. I'm not, I I don't know how to think about this or I'm really struggling with this, Mm -hmm. but this is where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of waiting until everything is in the rearview mirror. Yes. Back in the day I struggled, Mm -hmm. but now I've got it fixed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, but when it's in, it's sort of like the present mm-hmm. mess and, and pain that mm-hmm. we're in, and we can talk about that. I think people get a sense of like, oh, you're being real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're like drawn to that. Even as you were sharing that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Angela. <laughs> it just feels magnetic, mm-hmm. like to to have someone be transparent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think when when we're talking about vulnerability, a good way to look at it might be to think about somebody who's wearing a coat of armor mm-hmm. and they in when you're when you're wearing a coat of armor you're trying to cover up all vulnerability to avoid pain yep. right to avoid damage yep. and in in the world of discipleship yep. in the world of being a disciple yes that and we've talked about this many times but that sometimes the best moments are when we are put to the test when yep. we are experiencing some pain Mm -hmm. because it is allowing it's actually allowing the lord to shape or sharpen or transform something in our lives so when we say we want to create a group where people can be vulnerable we're saying (laughs) we are saying we want to create a group where you come and you might get pricked you might get hurt a little bit but it's ultimately for your joy and for your your good. Yeah. It's ultimately to point you to the grace and the glories and the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that example from uh, from the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, C.S. Lewis's okay. book, yeah. where Eustace Scrub, the horrible character, horrible yep. person, mm-hmm. turns into a dragon yeah. 
yep. and he's trying to pull all of the mm-hmm. scales off and he can't. Yeah. And only Aslan, the, the Christ figure, by pulling the scales off, causing him incredible pain, yep. can he be transformed into who he always was supposed to be. Yeah. There's pain involved. There's in pain it. involved. Uh-huh. And yet he says, the only thing that made me able to sustain the pain was knowing that I was going to be, going to be okay and better on the other side. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. That's the that's vulnerability. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm willing to go through the fire in order to become stronger and better yeah. through Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I love that too because we're talking about like if you're the hero of the story or if Jesus is the hero of the story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Boom. And and it's just almost shocking how much we're paralyzed because we keep wanting to be the hero mm-hmm. of the story, mm-hmm. like where we've got it all figured out or or where I, I don't actually have to change because I have it. But vulnerability is being willing, like able to be wounded. When you put yourself in a place where you're able to be hurt, mm-hmm. right, where the armor right. comes off. Right, right. <laughs> right. And so like in the story that you're talking about, like that transformation is like it, it, it letting someone into your things and it's that mm-hmm. they that they might be taken away you know showing where where we're not what we should be right right um, as you we were talking about the armor I was thinking about um, you would take off your armor if you feel like you're in a safe space yeah right and then so I, I think for us as people and as leaders mm. we need to create safe spaces mm-hmm. for people to take off that armor you know, where they vulnerable. could could be hurt. Yeah, yeah, right. So then thinking of like, what's the armor we're wearing when we think, I'm going to share my faith with someone. I'm going to make, like some armor is like, I'll have every answer memorized from, mm-hmm. so I'll be able to answer every single thing that could come up. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's actually armor. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you're actually rendering yourself ineffective mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're wanting to have it perfect, you know? And what? part of the armor is protecting ourselves from being rejected. Yeah. That's a fear, Ooh, that's right? right? So we... Yeah. we put up our shields because we don't want them to say, nope. That's right, Angela. You know? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like conviction right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what other armors do we have that we're like, uh, you know, I won't, I won't bring up Jesus things because I don't want someone to, uh, be, be offended. Yeah. I don't, I'd rather keep a relationship mm-hmm. than have them think that I'm, you know, wanting, like judging them or wanting them to change. Mm-hmm. You know. Or I don't want to be judged. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to be judged. So I'm going to downplay the reality of sin in my own life. Yeah. Um, or we'll even change the story. Not that the problem was one of my sin, but I was unhappy. Yeah. I was sad. Yeah. I had failed in some businesses and then Jesus made everything better. It's yeah. like, no, that's not... Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, those are all attempts to not be vulner- vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You've just put up armor. Yeah. 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 So then here's a, a question then, because we've encouraged people in our MCs to prepare their story so they could share their story. But um, how do we walk that tension between being really vulnerable and being prepared? Like, does, does preparing mean that you're, you're like protecting yourself? Or is there another thing that preparing does if we ask people to practice and and prepare their story, write out their testimony? I think preparing is just being intentional, Mm. just having intentional conversations. um, And you want to be able to think through what you're going to say, Mm -hmm. who your audience is, so that what you say actually lands in the right place. That's right. You know, you want to use language that people are going to understand. Um, 
And you want to be able to say, hey, I'm, a, I'm just on a journey, right? And this is where I'm at on the journey. So not even having to have the whole story complete, but be able to think through where you've come from. Yeah. And then, you know, where you are now and what God is doing to take you to where yeah. you're going to be going. Yeah. And, and you know, with, with preparation, I think our role as, as group leaders, shepherds, that we actually get to help people. I mean, I've done this. I've, I've had people write out their story, mm-hmm. and I've gone back and said, I'm not sure if this is what you want to say. And that's not me trying to control the story. Yeah. That's actually me helping them to prepare mm-hmm. uh, in a way that so that what they say is at least as a shepherd, as one who's discerning, is might be most helpful. Because yeah. not everybody knows how to tell a story mm-hmm. in the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a craft. That's yeah. a, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a gift. That's yeah. a skill that you learn. Uh-huh. And so it does take more time mm-hmm. to help people craft their story and put it together. But, but see, even in that you get to help the person see just how much of the hero Jesus is. Yeah. Cause maybe they missed it yeah, right. or they didn't give it the right emphasis. Yeah. So as a member of your MCs, like practicing, it can even like focus them on what Jesus did. And like, oh, he always, he did do, that was him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It Absolutely. To that. What do you do? You help people as, you know, connections director at Resonate. You're helping people who are being baptized to think through their testimony and their story. How, yeah. do, you, how do you encourage them? Yeah, that's something that most people are really um, nervous about, their testimony. And um, so I, it's, I just say it's, it's really simple. Just thinking about what life was like before you knew Jesus Think about what it was about Jesus that you, that you saw then when you met him mm-hmm. that you thought was beautiful. And then think about what is your life like now? And just three points. And if you could just write your story in that way, um, yeah, it's it's your story. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, People can't argue with your story, you know? Yeah. But you can show them what you saw. Yeah, that's one of the most beautiful things uh, in, in the Bible, the man that was born blind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Pharisees yeah. are like accusing him and they're like, who did this? And was that man a sinner? And, and the, the man who was born blind and now healed yeah. by Jesus, he's like, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know. But this I know. I was blind and now, now I, I see. see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. there's something like maybe that should be our role model for like how to train our MCs to tell their story. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I don't have every answer and I can't tell you theologically everything that's going on here, but I know this. This is my experience. Yeah. I was this and now he's changed me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and you're right, Angela. You can't argue with that. You can't. Um, I mean, there's always critics and there's always cynics and, and whatnot. But, you know, if somebody has a testimony, which is why Jesus. Um, why that word is used, you know, testimony, witnesses, um, you know, in Acts 1-8, why those words are used, because what Jesus wants us to do mm-hmm. is to not come up with a great Bible lesson. Mm-hmm. He wants us to tell our story. Yeah. I want you to tell your story of how your life has been transformed yeah. by me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Let me do the rest. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the dreams for the coming years at Resonate is that 100% of the members of Resonate would share their story with an unbeliever, like share their Jesus story with an unbeliever. So what what kind of encouragement or, or steps do you think we need to take? How could we make that possible? What do you think is needed to make that possible? 
think if just if we just started sharing our stories with each other, mm-hmm. then we would just be in the habit yeah. of always sharing our stories with Jesus as a hero. Yeah. Because um, I'm so excited to share about a big sale at Target. Yeah. You know. That's right. And so <laughs> it's like this is like the story that God has written in my life, and I should be just as excited. Yeah. To share that and show people that. Yeah, yeah I love that. I'm excited about a sale at Target. <laughs> I would tell my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is on sale. You have to go get it. Right. How much more? What if our people in every MC got used? Like, what if our? How was your week? Wasn't just about you. What if it? What if we ask our MC to share? Like, where? What did? What is it about Jesus? What has He been doing in you this week mm-hmm. that that we become used to going? Wow! Like, I look at how good He is. That He's doing this in my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think we often pray and we live our lives and we don't actually look for. God showing up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just even training our, our own eyes to see what God is doing. You know, it's just like in, in little ways. Sure. Yeah. And share that. Yeah. I think it'd be, I mean, I, to answer your question, Scott, I can think of a couple of things. One is, you know, if we gave people a bit of a directive on, um, on maybe even on Sunday mornings, and as we, you know, we, we, every Sunday, I want to encourage people to live sent, and maybe one of the ways we do that is, and this, and today, one of the ways you can do that is to share your story in the lobby today. Go, and you know, talk about talk about Target, talk about whatever, but share your story today, and and give them a prompt. Share this story in particular about how you saw God. Simple, something as simple as how did you see God work this yes. week. Just that. Boom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The other thing is, and that's something that everybody can do. Yeah. The other thing. Practicing like God sightings. Yeah. God yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing is, it's kind of my my desire to to see there be some sort of actual training, you know, yeah. for people to learn how to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, and I love, actually, I'm going to steal that, Angela, the 30 second, three minute and 10 minute versions. I love that. I'm totally yeah. stealing that. I won't pretend it's mine, but I am going to steal it. (laughs) Well, I I love it too because our time together in MC is training. Mm -hmm. Like this, the 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 hope isn't just that we are vulnerable with each other, but we're actually training how to be vulnerable in other places in our world and other conversations with other friends, and and the hope isn't just that we're talking about like what we see God doing in us, but that it's actually sharing our story in our MCs is preparation for being good newsers outside yeah. of our MCs. So, yeah. Um, it's like Jason always says, you know, to be good at something, you just have to have reps. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I feel like yeah. I stole that from somebody else yeah, too. So then, so then <laughs> where I think we've shut, we've, we've sold it too short in MCs is we've talked about share your stories in order to be vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. But now there's actually a part of that where we are going to be vulnerable in sharing our stories with each other because then we can be, it reminds us that Jesus is the hero of our stories. We get to see him at work in each other. And we're actually doing the reps of sharing our story as a steward of our story. Like this is actually God's story and what he's been doing in, in me. It's my story, but I'm not the main character. Jesus is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My MC uh, prays for our one person who doesn't know Jesus and someone who's close to us but far from God. And that's the prayer we have for each other, that we would be able to have opportunities mm-hmm. to grow our relationship and share our stories. Yeah. 
I, I think that's a great way to wrap this up because we're talking about getting reps and sharing our stories and learning how to trust that we're so loved that we can be able to be wounded. We can be vulnerable. But, but really the main thing is remembering who's the one that does the work. It's not you. It's not how good you tell your story or what your, your sharing of your faith is not. You could do it perfect. You could do it like a, a 10 out of 10, A plus, but it won't actually save anyone. It's always only a miracle. Mm-hmm. So, it, so then praying for God to be at work, for God to soften hearts, for God to fill our heart with love, with his love for somebody, um, that, that's the... I mean, that's really the effective part. So praying for our ones may be more important than sharing our stories with our ones, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And maybe if we really are praying, then we'll start to find a joy to try to tell them about how good this this Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Great conversation. Thanks, Angela, for jumping in as a guest today yeah. to join us. Thank uh, you for having me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to have you back. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our next conversation on how to live sent. Amen. <laughs>